shall we football? Flyer than a foosball, going harder than the balls Inside a pool hall, AJ Cole riding on some fantasy business Living in that dream like they own their own team Man, they tell you how to win, but probably gonna lose If you get last place in the draft, cause you snooze It's really all luck, if your QB gets hurt, then you're fucked Yeah, you're fucked Now you own your buddy's money, plus your girlfriend hates you Cause you can't see her on Sundays Long days, long nights, figuring out your team Till the next day, you're listening to these idiots Hello and good football to all. This is the Shall We Football Podcast powered by Razball. I'm Ryan, my co-host AJ. Colt has just left us and moved to Atlanta. He has not left the podcast. He will be back no. at some point. He is No, but he, he is, did leave this earth. God rest his soul. Amen. He will be greatly missed until probably next week. He was on one of Elon Musk's most recent trips to space and he's going to mm. come back um, and bring us some moon rocks that we'll show you guys and they'll be edible. We'll eat those Ooh, fun. together. Would you eat the moon if it were made of cheese? Uh, it's a simple question, doctor. Coming up, we will be coping with week one and bracing for week two. We'll also present the Mac Oracle Award for episode MVP, named for Mac Jones's middle name. Follow us on the artist formerly known as Twitter at SWF underscore podcast. Watch us on Rasball Fantasy on YouTube. Go to Rasball.com to not suck at any fantasy sports no more, or you could not do that and continue to suck. AJ, shall we football? After yeah, 18 football. minutes and 22 seconds. I kind of think I'm going to cut that whole thing out. I think yeah, it was really long winded and not very enjoyable or funny. And it was kind of shitty to relive, if I'm being honest with you. I'm going to take this revisiting week one. Oh, wait, wait. First, is Texas fucking back? Texas is all. Is Texas the way fucking, back. fucking back, Ryan? I do think Texas is back. Here is why we say Texas may or may not be back. They beat Alabama 34 24, and it wasn't particularly that close. AJ, did you get a chance to go back and watch any of this? I uh, did. After your prevails. First of all, I want to say I'm so excited we can do this because dad's not here. I know. This feels a little scandalous, a little naughty. You know what I mean? Yeah. A little scandalous. Well, first of all, Texas being back is definitely scandalous. Yeah, 100%. I, I feel like the whole college football world is doing something wrong. Mm, like we all I have know. a secret that Texas is fucking back. And you're just waiting for the whole thing to topple down upon itself when they lose to Kansas State. Yeah, but that's the thing about Texas being back. It's like the word fuck. It's so versatile and it means so that's many true. different things. Like Texas is back could mean that Texas is back. Or it can mean the imminent demise of Texas, which would still mean Texas is Texas back. is back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can we go through the box score here, or at least the stat sheet here? We had first downs, Texas uh, first downed Alabama 23 to 18. Total yards, 454 to 362 in favor of our beloved Longhorns. Yards per pass, about equal. Alabama nudged them out there, 9.4. But Jalen Milrow did throw two interceptions that were pretty ugly. And our dear, delightful boy, Quinn Years, threw for 350, three touchdowns. I believe, AJ, that we have to like concede the point. Of course. That was at the Notre Dame game. This felt like the first three quarters of the Notre Dame game where Alabama was always, well, I'll speak in terms of Notre Dame. NC State was always within, I would say, within earshot. Yeah. And at one point, Alabama did lead they uh, did. 16 to 13 16, in the third quarter. The Longhorns reminded me of the way Notre Dame was playing up until the end of the third quarter when Jalen Milrow completed an almost 50-yard pass to Jermaine Burton. Yeah, it was a beauty. A beautiful. Not even Tommy Reese can fuck up a deep ball like yeah. that that yeah. badly. 
Yeah. Because he had another one later on that brought Alabama with 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter back to within three. Uh, within three. So I don't think this was controlled per se. And obviously, with the analogy I'm making, Notre Dame pulled away massively in the fourth quarter. But basically, there was one lead. There was the ball to A.D. Mitchell. Well, that was just after the lead was taken in the third quarter. Texas retook it and never surrendered it. The ball to A.D. Mitchell put him up 34-24. He also scored a seven-yard touchdown earlier. Yeah, the long one is the one that put them up by 10 to finish it. And they ran the ball at the end of the game and did what they wanted to do and ran the clock out. They put their foot on Bama's throat, which is something that generally Alabama teams don't allow you to do. Texas looked like the better team the entire game. They did. I'm a little hesitant to go overboard. Obviously, Texas is back, but I'm obviously, obviously, I'm not quite ready to go all in. The one thing that actually has me closest to getting there is the five sacks yep. and nine TFLs. Their defensive That's... line looks really good. Pushing the left tackler, the, the Proctor kid around. That Alabama offensive line. Mind you, Aiden Proctor is an 18-year-old large child. Yeah, he's a he's a 360-pound freshman. That That's another thing. I think this tells us more about where Alabama is right now than it tells us about where Texas is right now. If there are any Bama fans watching, whatever belief I'm telling you, Tommy Reese is going to, I would say, break your heart, but <laughs> I, I don't know that he ever had it to begin with. The only reason that he was endeared to Notre Dame fans is because he used to play for Notre Dame. And then his dad was also the director of scouting. That's why he was beloved at Notre Dame. It's not because there, it was good. Well, there were a few things he did fairly well. And obviously Nick Saban saw something. But as someone who watched him week in, week out, yeah, of course we saw this coming. <laughs> Of course we fucking saw this coming. I had you, I had like go... a sliver of doubt because of the personnel, but I was yeah. like, as soon as there was issues with the quarterback room, even before yeah. he got there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so let's look through Texas schedule. Ooh, but uh, I'm thinking, defense. look, I think we've indulged long Fair. enough. I don't think we can go that. We'll I want to go we'll, there with we'll you. We'll do but... that post pod. Yeah, we'll do that. These poor people. Also, I'm definitely going to edit out the story I told earlier. I've been thinking about it and more and I hate it. So, so we're going to revisit some of the week one demands we made of God, um, which was, you know, a questionable um, aspect of the show. It was. Uh, don't like to really bring religion in it, but we were frustrated and we, we really wanted answers. Um, it's a theology podcast. Right. We do delve into some theology. Um, so, you know, famous theologian, Aaron Rodgers, our first demand was we wanted to know true or false. Aaron Rodgers was the only missing piece for the jets. Um, we still don't know. We still don't know. And we probably <laughs> won't know. So, I'm gonna. I'm about to launch into a diatribe here. So do do go. Yeah. Obviously, the the point is moot. And to get in a little bit about the injury, it's torn Achilles. You know, it, it's 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 the injury right now. Um, Cam Akers. You know, it's it's not as bad for a quarterback because they rely less, especially at this point in his career, on athletic ability. Uh, it's pretty damning for skill position players or uh, second level players on defense. It, it, there's just not much you can do after that. So ESPN reported coach Robert Sala declined to reveal a timetable, but indicated the Jets hope Rogers will stay with the team during his rehab. Uh, Sala disputes the injury being the end of the playoff hopes. And this is where I'm going to go with this per ESPN. Sala says, I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary under our team name. 
I know why, end quote, I know why old punchy face Zach Wilson is handling your balls again, coach, because you named him the starter. So first, do we have any unique takes on Ayahuasca Aaron's Achilles ailment? Uh, unique, probably not. My watching. I only want game, unique because this has been talked to death. Sure, of course it has. Um, the 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 air was sucked out of of that entire football game yeah. from the beginning, and it sucked. Uh, I I desperately hope that's not the end for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I he, I I do too. I, I I you know I think we we owe it to ourselves to say that I really don't hope it's the end of it's the end for Aaron Rodgers. It feels like, I don't know if, if LeBron James went out this way, it would be so sad with Tom Brady. He had won a Super Bowl the year before it was one year of not being good. They still made the playoffs. I was fine with him going out like that. Not everyone needs to go out like Jerome Bettis or Peyton Manning to go out with, with it taken from you. And not to be able to go out on your own terms, that that sucks. It and does. say what does. you will about Aaron Rodgers, and and uh, I don't agree with a lot of the bullshit that he does and that comes with him, but I do appreciate that he is his own dude. Um, he is uniquely Aaron Rodgers, and I appreciate that about him. Uh, and I was having a conversation with a guy earlier this evening. He is is one of the better game managers that we've ever seen in the National Football League. My favorite one of my favorite quarterback performances ever was Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago against the Arizona Cardinals the year they started like 11 and one and he had threw for like 178 yards, but he was in complete control of that football game and they didn't necessarily slow down the Cardinals, but he didn't allow them to get the ball because he was so diligent in the way he managed that football game. It was one of the most beautiful um beautiful pieces of quarterbacking that I've ever seen. Um, and that's, that's what sticks out to me. And that's what I want to see again. And I think we're going to, I don't think he's going to allow this to be the end. Um, he was Patrick Mahomes for a time. Yeah. I actually don't think he's as good as Patrick Mahomes. Agreed. But he's, not, he's not as physically gifted, but he was physically gifted. Yes. Um, especially his ability to move around. And you know what? Even outside the pocket, I'd say he could kind of give Pat Mahomes a run for his money. He could boogie his a little ability. bit. Yeah, in his ability to scramble, he could. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is stuff that we, the Aaron Rodgers, uh, that towel has been wrung out as much as it's going to be, and we have no new takes on this. I'll give uh, you this, I, though. I, I do have some ahead, questions please. about what do, what do you think the Jets, do you think they can hmm. be competitive it's funny. with Zach Wilson? It is, geez, geez, Ryan, it's so funny you would say that. So now what are the prospects for the Jets going forward? I'm going to give you a little bit of Zach Wilson information from the last game. Kind of a detailed dive. This is Zach Wilson's drive summaries. So the first one started at the Jets 33. He took over for A.A. Ron. Second and 20 throws a seven yarder, a six yarder, and they punt. Next one, Jets 22. Uh, He had a great third and 11 conversion of 22 yard pass. Sacked on the subsequent third and nine, six play, 10 yard drive. Next one started from the Jets four. This was buoyed by the 83 year, 83 yard run from Brees Hall yep. to inside the Bills 10 yard line. Who looks all the way back. He looks all the fucking way back. Zach Wilson then threw an incomplete pass on third and five from the Bills eight, kicked a field goal, five plays, 88 yards. But that was um, pretty much four plays went for five yards. Uh, yep. Then the Jets started at their own 26. 
he threw in uh, Wilson threw an interception for uh, after three plays and 12 yards. Next one, Jets at their own 25, right at a halftime. Big third and 10 conversion, 12-yard pass, big Brees Hall play, and incomplete with two offensive penalties on third and 13 from the Buff 25. Kicked a field goal, 12 plays, 50 yards. Then we've got uh, them starting. This is the second half now. The Jets 20, Cook makes a a play on a 15-yard pass. Third and 12. Short throw for six yards plus another offensive penalty. Punt for uh, four plays, 19 yards. Then uh, a three and out from their own 25 and a punt. Then they start at their own 43 off of uh, a Josh Allen interception. Two third down conversions passing. A six-yard scramble inside the 10. Touchdown pass. He was three for three with 41 yards. Uh, and from 13 to six, Bills lead to a 13-13 tie with four minutes, 55 seconds left in the fourth. So there was some pressure on old Zachy. Sure. Four minute, 48 second drive, eight plays, 57 yards. Then they start off of a Bills fumble at the Bills 27 yard line. It was mostly runs, um, eight plays, 15 yards, kick to field goal. Now they lead. Uh, Buffalo would later tie, and then you had the punt return touchdown in, um, in overtime. Wilson scored on four of nine drives. Hit 66% of his passes, 140 yards, one touchdown, one interception, two sacks, 6.7 yards per attempt, and a 22.6 QBR. Yep. So here's here's what that means. He is what he is. You could blame a good Buffalo defense, and Zach's completion percentage was higher than normal, but literally his stats basically line directly up with his career averages. The Jets are fucking done unless the QB position is improved. They are absolutely dead in the water. Yep, I agree. But what do they do? Th- that That's the question is like, do they, if Aaron Rodgers, and then something came out a couple of minutes before the show, it, it, Aaron Rodgers has told the Jets that he plans to be around the team and plans to be on the sideline and help Zach Wilson and yada, 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 whatever. Um, is, is that enough to guide Zach Wilson, go get a veteran backup? Or do you go try to find a guy who might be able to give you a little bit of a spark? Um, call Philip Rivers. Call Matt Ryan. You don't want Carson Wentz. Nick Foles, maybe. You know no, who I, I who you know who came to mind and who had a really nice preseason with the Cowboys. It's Will Greer. That dude is not scared. He's not scared. No, I, I don't. I don't think fear is his problem. Zach Zach Wilson's scared. Zach Wilson is a bad quarterback. For whatever scared. reason, he's an yeah. ineffective quarterback. Yeah, he's bad. Um, I'd go get Will Greer. And I know that's that's very West Virginia homer of me, but his his last preseason game with Dallas, he was an absolute monster. Uh, and I know it's the preseason and whatever, but who the fuck else is out there? Nobody. I would. So if I were them and I really wanted to salvage this season, I would go out and find, and I cannot think of who it would be off the top of my head, but I would trade not insignificant draft capital for the best backup quarterback that they could find Jameis and, po- and possibly trade uh, Zach Wilson in the process. Jameis Winston is, is out there. Uh, Andy Dalton would be yeah. another one. Yeah. Andy Dalton would be a great option. That's what I would do. If I were the jets, if I were one man being an entire organization, I would try to find the best backup quarterback that I could. I would not go the route of getting like a rental. Um, 
I don't know, trying to rent Kirk Cousins or something. Like, I know you can't do that with him and his contract, but you can well, actually, I don't know if he's expiring. Either way, that kind of thing where you rent a quarterback, not on Aaron's level, but someone better than the best backup quarterback in the NFL, and you try to get to the Super Bowl for a year. I don't think that quarterback exists. I don't think that overlap. No, I, exists. I, I don't think the Super Bowl happens anymore. I, I don't think that can be a goal anymore. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, that offense was going to be predicated on getting into a formation and then Aaron Rodgers checking everything and calling plays at the line of scrimmage. There's nobody out there that can do that. Um, but I, I think they're toast. They're fucking toast. Yep. I'm kind of there with you. And that sucks because that defense is so good. It is. Uh, it, it, it really is. And this, these are the kind of things, you know, if we did the same bullshit we did last week with demanding answers from week two, one of those things would be how good is for me. And this might not be one of those pressing things, but I would be interested to see, you know, how good is the Bills defense this year? Von Miller not playing. Matt Milano looks like a monster. Matt Milano is a monster. That's true. Matt Milano White. is a monster. Yeah, Tredavious White um got hurt uh micah hyde also but i think yeah. micah hyde is fine if i remember correctly yeah yeah, yeah that Bills is, defense um, is pretty okay it's tough to say against what the jets were last night i don't think that the uh, you know i'm sorry jets fans i don't think there's a i don't think there's a chance in hell that um no this this season can be salvaged unless they do something way out of the box i don't see it all right tua tungavaiwoa picks up where he left off. So last week um, we kind of went through before the show and we gave our answers for each of the true false questions, the demands we made of week one to give us answers. So for this one, I said, no Colt said yes. And you said, no, Ryan Tua would not pick up where he left off Tua picked up where he left off. And then some, I will tell yeah. you this. I gave, um, I had a little preamble before I gave my answer because I said, even if Tua isn't back, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill didn't go anywhere. If True. you want to say they did, we'll then consider them so back. Consider them Texas type back. I love being wrong like this. For this one, I understand what you're talking about. I'll tell you this. This is what we were talking about beforehand. This is why I want to hi I wanted to highlight this. Right. So uh, you know that Tyreek Hill had a massive game. Yes. He had like 200 some odd yards. 250. Uh, he was tied for fifth after this week in yards after catch with 46. Now you can attribute a, a lot of that to just volume. Jalen Waddell had 38 yards after the catch, which was good enough for ninth. And this is not average. This is just amount. Total. Yeah. Uh, so Tyreek Hill's average was low because he caught 11 passes on 15 targets. Jalen Waddell, I think. Uh, he had like four catches. So you're looking at like, I don't know, almost 10 yards a pop after the catch. Yeah. That's what I was expecting because yeah. Tua went from being a, what I thought was a massive bust. And then they brought on Tyreek Hill to go with Jalen Waddle. And all of a sudden Tua is a franchise quarterback. That part's not going to change. Uh, what I thought, and this is where I was wrong, is that Tua, I don't think the guy's tougher than people give him credit for. I don't think he was going to struggle mentally to come back to a place where he could be, you know, an outstanding quarterback. But I did think that this would have taken the sort of edge that it takes 
to make the throws that don't rely on Hill and Waddle doing Hill and Waddle things after the catch. The, the Tyreek Hill not having a ton of yards after catch is indicative of Tua throwing with timing and anticipation into spots. I understand, um, but Tyreek Hill still had the fifth most. No, that's on uh, yards. That's on catch. ten catches too. So sure, eleven. Sure. That's catches. that's. I mean, if we're talking about volume, that's still like a yeah. quarter of his yards basically came from yeah yak. If you look at the totality of that game, though, is is Tua is getting rid of the ball on time with anticipation and throwing Tyreek into a spot. And it is really, really cool to watch. I get it. I get it. I'm so this is another one where I need to see this for another week. Now, they went against the Chargers, who, albeit, you know, still picking up lifeless players off of the field that's probably in poor taste but like you, you know what i mean they're they're notorious for just you know for half of the team ending up injured on on injured lists and uh, reserves casey jackson lost them played but he played he did and they uh they countered the dolphins countered everything yeah. that the chargers threw at them it was a great game it was a fabulous game to watch I didn't actually end up watching it. Uh, I well, I watched I watched as much as I could of the highlights, and you know, I looked at <clears throat> the play the play by play chart, and uh, I mean, you just have to look at the score to know it was really good. Yeah, and the fact that Herbert and especially Tua, obviously, you know, went off. Yeah, it, it, it was this, a really good game. Um, the the Chargers are lost on defense, like absolutely fucking lost. Uh, and if I were in that organization, you have to start thinking about Brandon Staley's job because that is supposed to be his side of the football and they are fucking lost. So I don't look at it as I agree with you, but I think it's less so that it's his side of the football because you know how Deion Sanders is doing so well right now. Well, Deion Sanders is a defensive guy, played little mm -hmm. offense, you know, famously, but, He's a defensive guy. Their defense is not good. Their offense Deion is Sanders really is a master motivator. That's what he is. He's a CEO. And yeah, if Brandon, Brandon Staley was hired there because of his defense in LA. Yeah, but it's he's a different still, game in the NFL. I'm saying I'm saying he's still more CEO and bad at it. Real bad. Bad at it. Uh, and you know he probably has some degree of of autonomy on a day-to-day -day basis obviously he could take it back at any time but like i thought I think, you were about yeah, to I'm say sure. autism and that was going to be a lot no we can't do that no that'll be problematic um but I, I think that this is more uh i think it's less to do with whatever the fuck his specialty was with just that they do less with with more than most yep and that's not okay and it's it's been consistently that on the defensive yeah. side of the ball uh, it has. Um, they have some glaring weaknesses, especially in the front three. And obviously, Joey Bosa has had difficulty staying healthy, and they haven't gotten quite what they wanted to from the inside linebackers, despite spending some first-round draft capital there. And obviously, they had, they had tons of injuries in the secondary last year, but they were healthy. Yeah, they were healthy. J.C. Jackson had a, a beautiful interception in the end zone that he decided like a dumb shit to try to run out 
and got tackled at like the seven and left them on a super long field that turned into nothing instead of taking a touchback. And then at the end of the half, it was a Hail Mary ball, and he just decides before the ball gets there three seconds early to just go shove the shit out of a wide receiver and give the Dolphins the ball at the 35 for a field goal to score right before the half. He lost the the the, the Chargers the football game. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's a little bit of an exaggeration, but point taken. Point taken. It's dumb. <laughs> Dumb. Kenneth Murray, um, one of their inside linebackers, and I, I, I don't know if he played enough where this is concerning, but three tackles, two solo for an inside linebacker, which I think they still play a three-four. They do, and an inside linebacker that looks like he looks—he's an all-world off the bus guy. Sure, yeah, looks I great. Mean, <laughs> we've said this time and time again. Obviously, Ryan has a lot of you know still connections to. But if you yeah, like, if you just look at him on the field, looks like he looks like Keith Bullock. He does, and what I'm saying is, we've said time and time again, he stood out in college. He stands out when you look at him. But three, and again, I don't know what his snap count was. Maybe there's something to reflect this, and this is why this looks the way it does. Eric Kendricks had had more than double what he had. Alohi Gilman led them, uh, led their led the team in tackles with 11 and nine solo. They only had three TFLs. And they came from, they did not come from all the usual suspects except Derwin James. Khalil Mack had nothing. Joey Bosa had nothing. Yep. I just don't understand. I do not understand. I'm a little bit disappointed with the Dolphins defense. I think with Vic Fangio, I think it's kind of a pick your spot kind of defense. And they picked their spots really well. Um, Well, they also gave up 234 yards on the ground. They did. They did. They gave up a ton of rushing yards, um, but they picked their spots. And, and when they needed to bow up at the end, they did. Right. I do have a fair amount of concerns with 5.9 yards a carry. Sure. That is of great concern. Sure. Uh, and with Christian Watkins or Christian Wilkins in the middle, and then, you know, the developing Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb now there. Like, this isn't the problem that Jalen Ramsey would have solved. No, it is not. This could also mean, maybe, that the Chargers offensive line will prove to be that good. Because they have the potential. There's draft capital on there, and Rashawn Slater yep. is a dude. And so is Zion Williamson, and, like, they have... they have Zion pieces. Williamson still needs to prove some shit, but Corey Lindsley, yeah. um, before he got hurt, was probably top three center yep. in the NFL. Um, I think we've beat this one to death. What do you think? Yep, I, I, I agree, I, but I, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm excited to see what the Chargers offense does and just mortified to watch the Chargers defense. So speaking of mortified, Kenny Pickett and I guess the Steelers <laughs> still suck. I was the only one that said yes to this. You are correct. And yeah, they still suck a whole bunch. This is one where I wish you were wrong. Um, Yeah, I wish I was wrong, too. But like I didn't I never had the hope to be disappointed. Fair. I start. I started to build it a little bit, but that was I was influenced. Like people kept telling me, especially Steeler fans, they were like, "Team looks good. Kenny Pickett's gonna do okay." And then you guys were like, "We don't think Kenny Pickett still sucks. Kenny Pickett still fucking sucks. He's still not great. He's still not great. Uh, that is one of the better defenses in football. They were the best statistical defense in football last year. Uh, one of the more talented teams overall in football in the 49ers. So it's a t- it's a tough opener, tough opener. It is. Um, and I will say this: 
Kenny Pickett was 31 of 46, mm-hmm. which is a good, which is a good percent. It's a good. We clip. are dinking and dunking though, but we sure are dinking and fucking dunking. <laughs> my, my man, are we dinking and dunking? Yep. I don't know if that's Kenny Pickett or if that's Matt Canada. I think it's Matt Canada. I feel like Matt Canada was like, um, what did we do with Ben? Shit. Uh, and they just forgot that like the area beyond five yards exists. Well, maybe the, the other thing is, and I, I would, I think this is more Matt Canada than Kenny Pickett. And I don't think Kenny Pickett's very good, but I think Kenny Pickett might, there is a chance. There is a good to fair chance that Kenny Pickett cannot throw the ball past five to 10 yards. God, 31 passes for 232 yards. Yep. Five yards per, per completion. Mother of mercy. And that's completion. <laughs> that's not the one that's generally right. tracked. That's the not one the that's generally one. tracked is yards per attempt. And that is way worse. It is. It is substantially worse. Yes. He also threw two picks and was sacked five times, which that isn't all his fault. But I will tell you this. I went to here in Raleigh. My dad and I went to a Steeler bar and um, we got there and the score was already not great. We ended mm-hmm. up leaving at halftime. A, we were done eating, and B, it wasn't fun at all because it didn't look like two NFL teams. It looked like one NFL team against like and then college all star team. Maybe I don't know. It just looked like a different brand of football was being played by each team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it didn't matter that TJ Watt ate. He did. <laughs> Had himself a big day. Three sacks, right? I don't know what's big day. Uh, The AFC North generally underwhelming outside of the Browns. That brings us to our next point. Uh, So I guess you're done with the Steelers. Yeah. Good. Cause I am too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The Ravens Ravens offense offense is better than last year. Um, I've got uh, some, some um, numeros here. Uh, I said, yes. Colt said, yes. Ryan said, no. And the answer is no. This is 2020 more, 2022 Lamar game one versus the Jets, who had a much better defense than the Houston Texans, who they played game one this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, Lamar, 17 of 30 for 213, three touchdowns, one interception, two sacks, a 24.1 bad throw percentage. Thank you, Pro Football Focus. Pressured on 11.8%. He had to scramble twice. Um, yards after catch per completion around four, his intended air yards though, 12, 12 intended air yards, um, per, per toss per attempt. Pretty good. Uh, and I, I, I want to emphasize that QBR 75.6. I want to emphasize that real good. Now I also want to emphasize the bad throw percentage of 24.1 and he rushed six times for 17 yards. Let's, let's talk hear, about 2023. Let's talk about 2023 Lamar game one versus the Texans. This is the Texans. He was 17 of 22 for 169. Nice. Uh, That's a much better completion percentage. Much. A much better completion percentage for a lot less yards. Yep. He had the same amount of completions. And what is that? 44 less yards. Yep. Uh, He had no touchdowns, one pick, two fumbles, one lost, four sacks. His bad throw percentage Zero. Oh, all good. Zero. Yeah. Pressure rate, 12.9, a little bit more. Scrambled five times. Yak, roughly the same. 
per completion, 4.3. His intended air yards per attempt, 5.1. His QBR, 13.6. Yep. That's the difference. And Ryan, this I think is to your point, this is a Todd Munkin problem. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That is, he got very used to just being better than the other team. Now, I will say this. There is a chance Todd Munkin adapts to this. There is a chance. But I will say your fear of Todd Munkin neutering this offense a little bit came true game one. God. And and it's a very, it's a small sample size and and I would love to be wrong about this and, and th- at the end of the season. I just I not, would love I'm for you to positive. be right. I'm huge on you being right about this. Yeah, I re- I fucking hate the Ravens. I just didn't want to say it out loud. Um we'll say it out loud. Fucking hate the Ravens. Fucking I I hope Ravens. I'm right too. But Lamar Jackson I, I'll tell you this. This this is like people say about the blue blood programs in college football. I do like it. When the Ravens are competitive, a sad Ravens team is a sad AJ. I do want them to not do well, but like, I think the league is actually better when the Ravens are good at football. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's they play a really good bad guy ever since the Brian Billick teams and Ray Mm -hmm. Lewis, and they play a really good bad guy. Um, Agreed. I, I would love for them to stink out loud just for my personal, personal feelings. I, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I expected. It's, that's, it's really very much what I expect. Okay. Let's, uh, let's move this little, this little yeah. bitch along. Um, the Colts will need to go back to the well in a couple of years for another quarterback. Ryan, I have a confession to make. I have no fucking idea. I yeah. said, no, you said no. Colt said yes. No, I'm sorry. I flipped that. Colt said, no, we said yes. They'll need to go back yeah. to the well. Um, I don't know if we were given enough information for this. I'm also stalling to load GameCast because I didn't give two shits about this game. Uh, I know that Anthony Richardson was very much fine in this game. I know he was very much fine. I don't think he was anything spectacular, but we also didn't expect him to be spectacular uh, in, in this well, game. Colt, Colt kind of did a little bit. 24 of 37, 223 at 40 rushing yeah. yards and a touchdown on the ground. His QBR was 23.4. Um, I'd, I'd say for facing what I believe is a an extremely loaded Jaguars um, team, but defense mm-hmm. in particular, um, hey, they hung with them the whole time. They had the lead yeah. at the end yep. of the third quarter. Yep. Um, now, this might speak a little more to the Colts as a team that their defense might be a little better than we thought because they held Jacksonville to 17 points through three quarters and then they gave up um they gave up two in the fourth quarter two tutters and that's what led to 31 21 but uh and I and part of that was uh DeForest Buckner a 26 yard fumble yeah. recovery and return on a weird return. fluky play yeah but look uh this was a much better showing from the Colts yes than I thought but Anthony Richardson, I'll say this. Um, this doesn't change that I think they'll have to go back to the well, but this uh, this doesn't move me any further toward them needing to go back to the well. I, I, I don't make, think this, this doesn't is, make it any worse. No, I, I, I don't think this is a question that we can answer until after. We could probably make a guess midseason, probably week seven or eight. I'm sure I'm still going to hold by. I don't think that Anthony Richardson is the answer. This was a, this was not a good start 
for our assumption, though, because then you have to take into account the fact that Michael Pittman is really the only viable option. Correct. On, on that have, team. They have no running back. Michael Pittman. Oh, maybe yeah. Alex Pierce. Any, any skill position. It's just Nothing. Michael Pittman. Yep. And so I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I still side with you. We'll <clears> probably be back drafting quarterbacks here soon. All right. Denver, Sean Payton hype, real. Uh, they lost to uh, an inferior football team. We thought it was yeah. an inferior football team. I Division did not right. see what Russell Wilson Russell's Wilson ended up with. And frankly, I didn't care that much, but everyone is, everyone seems so gung ho about finding the answer to this question. Uh, and we wanted questions that we didn't all agree on. He was efficient. He was very efficient. Uh, 27 of 34, 177, uh, yeah, five yards a, per completion. That seems super familiar to um, what's his name? Uh, Kenny fucking. Pickett. Can he fucking pick it? Except his QBR was 74.7. That is good. Um, you know, that could that could very well mean that even though the offense was the passing game was somewhat uh neutered, I'll say again, uh he hit passes that he needed to to move the ball. I don't know what the uh what the time of possession was for these two. Yeah, the Broncos, this makes sense. The Broncos 32 minutes, eight seconds. The Ra- uh the Raiders, 27 minutes, 52 seconds. So, yeah, I think that while Kenny Pickett, his tiny throws would, you know, stall and eventually kill drives. Uh, it looks like Russell Wilson may have ended up, you know, it, it, it the kind of the not quite as prolific, but the David Carr or Derek Carr and Raiders phenomenon of the past few years, minus last year, where you look at his numbers and you're like, how are they winning games? How are they getting how are they getting the ball down the fucking field? Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of third down percentages and red zone percentages and getting by with the skin of their teeth. And it's yeah, not, it it's, looks like it looks like Russell Wilson was just not able to and this was a one point game. Yeah. Also the Raiders stink, I think. They we we do think they stink, yes. Uh, uh the, even on time of possession, more or less, even on total yards. Uh, the Broncos didn't turn the ball over. Jimmy Garoppolo was 20 of 26, a little bit better on, on yards per pass. That's efficient um, right there. Yeah. Super efficient, 200 yards. It, it both of these teams look like they're going to struggle when they play decent competition. Also, I mean, look, if you're the Raiders, good God, uh, Josh Jacobs, 19 carries for 48 yards. Jesus Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's no good. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, Ryan and I said no on the Sean Payton hype. Colt said yes. Uh, let's go to Jordan Love. Jordan Love was worth the wait. Me and Colt said yes. You said no. Probs. That was wrong. He was probably worth the wait. That was wrong. I really enjoy being wrong. Um, when it's, when it's things like this, I enjoy being wrong. Jordan Love was magnificent. He was absolutely magnificent. 15 of 27. Yes. Completion percentage wasn't great but he completed passes for nine yards pop. His QBR was good, 73.3. Aaron Jones was fabulous in this game, both it rushing was. and receiving. They were and playing then the he Bears. Got yeah, then he, then he got hurt. Uh, they were playing the Bears, um, which they showed why they had the number one overall draft pick last year before they traded it away. Um, they still stink. Was Justin Fields one of our things? No, he wasn't. No, he was not one he, of our things. Oh, man. 
he made. I don't know that thing. that was that was so that would have been like I actually think all three of us would have agreed that Justin Fields is in the answer. I think even Colt would have agreed. Man, Justin Fields is real bad. Yeah, he is real um, bad. So I the only reason that I thought just Jordan Love was worth the wait is that the Packers have had great quarterback play for the past almost 30 years, uh, 32 years. years, 32 years. Yeah. Um, I, there is an expectation in green Bay that at least the quarterback play is elite. So if Jordan love wasn't the answer, they had, what was it? Three years now mm-hmm. to come up with a contingency plan. And they never did. No, they stuck that, to it. That's what told me because they didn't hit the panic button. They believed in the kids. This, this was their guy. Yep. They believed in the kid. Um, and yeah, this could, you know, this could get worse. Um, and he's going to have some really bad games. Yeah. He's going to have some games where you're like, Oh, Oh boy. Maybe not. Oh geez. But that's what he was at. Was he Nevada? Or he was Utah state, Utah state. That's what he was in college too. As an Aggie. He had some yeah. games. Where he wasn't it. Um, yeah, he was boomer bust. And this is one of those games where if you look at the, um, yards per completion, versus yards per attempt that will tell the story his yards per attempt was nowhere near as good as his yards per completion yes he was just a little smidge over 50 percent. that is not sustainable if you want to be an nfl quarterback but he had 15 completions for 245 yards that's a good clip yeah it's a pretty good clip When, when he when he completed balls he completed nice balls all right, let's talk about this real quick here. Um, hey, Ryan, why do Joey's hole stink stinks? Why did Joey's hole lay an egg last week? Nope. Uh, what's wrong with Joey's burrow? Nope. Okay. Why Joe Burrow bad? Uh, Joe Burrow bad because Joe Burrow missed a month and a half of camp with a, with a calf strain and the weather was terrible. Okay. <laughs> if you remember last year, he threw four picks in week one against the Steelers. And still finished the year with almost 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, 12 picks. Um, I Joe Burrow's going to be fine. I, I'm not concerned about the Bengals right now. Not yet. No, I'm not either. Uh, I'm also not convinced of the Browns because of this game. No, me neither. No, I'm not convinced of the Browns. Uh, I do see that old douchebag Watson does have um, does still have the legs. He can wiggle. He can still wiggle. Gross. He also wiggles. wiggles Stop it. Uh Okay. And that one. Uh, Number two, because we're in agreement there. Dad, why were the Cowboys so mean to the Giants? Oh, they really did just stomp their stomp their goofy asses. They stomped their Deshaun Watsons right into the turf. And right into that new MetLife Stadium turf that killed Aaron Rodgers the next day. Um, Oh, boy. I... I had the Cowboys in two of my fantasy leagues because I expected them to get, you know, turnovers and, you know, be, be a very productive defense for me. Good God, I didn't expect that. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that um, secondary is frightening. Um, Micah Parsons and company in the in the front, the front four is frightening. That's that is a serious defensive squad. Dan Quinn has some talent. Uh, shout out to uh, at Dave Fantasy for uh, letting us know that pronunciation game 
alum, former first round draft pick by the Miami Dolphins out of Auburn. Noah, Noah Benogany. Benogany, yes. Blocked, yes. returned a blocked field goal for a tutter. And then yes, Brandon Aubrey uh, promptly missed the extra point. Yes, he did. Poor Brandon Aubrey. Yeah, well, then he came back, kicked a 21-yard field goal, a 38-yard field goal, and then uh, four more extra points because they scored 40 points and the Giants didn't score any. Um, yep. I saw this coming, not quite to this degree, but I thought the Giants were bad at football. I think the regression to the mean. So the regression bug got a couple of teams already this year and, and kind of poking its head out there. Uh, the Vikings got got the regression bug. The Giants got the regression bug. Uh, the Vikings last year win that one score game. They obviously did not. Um, <laughs> yeah. The the Giants did more with less last year. This year, I don't think they're going to be able to do more with with what they have because they looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, I was thinking, hey, listen, maybe accounting for the average play of the Cowboys offense was the disruption by mm -hmm. the New York Giants defense. They had two tackles for loss. And to give you a little um, perspective, the Cowboys had 10 had seven sacks and 10 tackles for loss. That's what was going on in their neck of the woods. Yeah, um, that's a lot. That's like a ton. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's a whole bunch. And uh, only one of those was Micah Parsons. One sack, one TFL. Yeah, there was plenty of good eating to go around. Yeah, there was there was some wrecking to be had on that Cowboys defense. And uh, what's his nuts? The corner with the three picks triggered a season long incentive in week one quarter million dollars. If he got three picks over the course of the season, knocked it all out in week one. Good for him. You saying three interceptions? Three picks, yeah. Uh, I think you might be thinking of someone else, my man. Um, Cowboys? Nope. You might be thinking of someone else. There's only two picks by the Cowboys. One was Bland. One was Gilmore. But Bland did oh, return. No, I was thinking about the Jets touchdown. guy. It was Jordan Whitehead. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Pittsburgh's own uh, University of Pitt alum. Jordan yeah, Jordan Whitehead. Whitehead. Um, so let's do this one real quick. The Rams, are they good? And this is just for you. I'll, I'll abstain. Maybe. They may actually be good. With Please a healthy Matthew Stafford, they may actually be good. He threw for 334. What the fuck? 2-2 two, two Atwell. Like and that. Puka Nakua, buddy. Puka Nakua is a baller, my man. He is a baller. He, is a baller. he just missed last season at BYU with injury. 2-2 uh, Atwell, they finally made him a thing in his third year in the league, which is awesome for him. Uh, as long as Matt Kyron Stafford, Williams. How about yeah. that? A little Kyron did you hear? Did it. you see the video clip of Geno Smith uh, mic'd up as Aaron Donald comes tearing up the middle of the line and he just I goes, heard about oh, my God, and throws it <laughs> in the dirt? <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it. I need to see it. I've been told to watch it. It's tremendous. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. If you haven't seen it as a as our fair listener, go find it. It's it's fabulous. Uh, I'll say Rams this. might be sneaky good. Well, the Seahawks lost both offensive tackles in the game. Uh, they also they dealt with some questionable activities by some of extracurricular activities by some of their players during the game. They mm -hmm. also were without Jamal Adams and Devin Witherspoon. Yes. So they have help on the way coming. Uh, 
this is less so about the Seahawks, and this is why I put are the Rams good with no note about the Seahawks. Yeah, because, Seahawks um, well, I think the Seahawks will be closer to average than we thought. Um, but yeah, I could see that. I mean, they they may still bounce back to where we thought they would be. Yeah, this is I, this is more about the Rams. Um, because it was thirteen to seven at halftime, and then they scored twenty three unanswered. Uh, a healthy Maddie snapback will do that for you. This is also without Cooper Cup. I know, <laughs> with with Tutu Atwell and Puka yeah. Nakua. <laughs> uh, I think Puka Nakua is about to become a thing. Also, yeah. I think Tutu Atwell, if they keep using him the way clearly he was meant to be used, uh, we might have another thing. Okay, uh, yeah. I'm going to go through some notable injuries here. Uh, I may never do this again because this was a lot of work to get together. Um, so the Seahawks signed uh, Jason Peters offensive tackle. Uh, questionable is Abe Lucas offensive tackle. No need damage. Questionable for week two. Seattle offensive tackle Chuck Cross turf toe week to week. Questionable. Uh, Adams is off pup. Uh, questionable. They're going to ease him back. Witherspoon questionable out since um eight seven no week one chance for week two carolina uh cornerback jc horn hammy multiple weeks missed 18 games in the first two seasons pittsburgh cam hayward groin gonna miss several weeks deontay johnson hammy a few weeks pat fryermuth pat fryermuth questionable chest they're pretty optimistic the chiefs signed chris jones to a one-year deal potentially worth over 20 mil kelsey is questionable might play week two baltimore it's very sad. J.K. Dobbins out for the season. Uh, the yep. whole team seemed pretty distraught about this. Marcus Williams, shoulder out for week two. Stanley, Linderbaum, both offensive linemen, questionable, expected to miss week two. Andrews, Humphrey, questionable. They do have a shot. Cleveland, this is huge. Tyler Conklin, put on IR, knee. Juan Thornhill is questionable. Denver, uh, Jerry Judy, questionable. Hammy, good chance for week two. Detroit, Branch, uh, cramps left the game uh, in week one. Emmett Mosley, questionable. Branch, also questionable. The Packers, Watson, Christian Watson. Hammy, questionable. Sort of 50-50 is what I'm kind of gathering. Aaron Jones, Hammy, questionable. Still an eval. Quay Walker, fresh off a uh, a touchdown. Uh, questionable. Concussion protocol, chance to play. Jacksonville, Brandon Scherf, questionable. Ankle. Um, the Chargers, Eckler, questionable. Ankle, not sure about week two. Miami, Taron Armstead, questionable. Missed week one. That's huge. Getting him back. Oh, God. That offense is going to be Lord. Horrifying. Good Lord. Um, Mini Vikings, Davenport, Darasaw, Bradbury, all questionable. Uh, the latter of the two are day to day for Thursday uh, against the Eagles. The Giants, Andrew Thomas, Graham Gano, Deontay Banks, first rounder, cornerback, questionable status in the air. Uh, the Eagles, Nicobe Dean to the IR. Damn it. James Bradbury, questionable with concussion. And then the Washington Red Hogs. Chase Young, questionable. Stinger, uh, missed week one. Mm. All right, let, we're going to go to uh, week two. Ryan, this is yours. All right, we have our week two slate, Kansas City at Jacksonville uh, in Duval. Kansas City favored by three as of the time of the recording. Uh, that is that is 9-13. Kansas City favored by three. Travis Kelsey, big impact if he comes back. Can we talk about Travis Kelsey potentially dating Taylor Swift? Uh, yes. Let me check the odds real quick. I did for a while see 
Um, odds makers were putting up some numbers about Taylor Swift next boyfriend. Wow. It says AJ Donnelly up here. Um, oh, sorry, Taylor. <laughs> Already BMZ reporting that uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have been hanging out privately, uh, very quietly. Big news for, for Travis Kelsey, if that's the big case. news, big news. Chris Jones coming back, going to have a massive impact uh, on that game. Jacksonville got rolling in the second half. Uh, we're going to have to see if Kansas City can keep pace with that Jaguars offense. Calvin Ridley was a revelation. In we should have brought that up at least a smidge. Calvin Ridley was an absolute run in week one, and I, I'm glad to see it and hope it continues. He looked fabulous. Okay, uh, let me give you so there. I'm looking up right now. Uh, I don't know when the fuck this was. This was June 12th of this year. These are the odds per sports betting dot legal for Taylor Swift's next boyfriend. Don't know who Dylan O'Brien is. Maybe I should plus five. Um, hundred. These are all in the hundreds. Harry Styles yeah. plus six. Sean Mendez plus six. Pete Davidson, god damn it, plus twelve. Um, uh, twelve hundred. Uh, John Mayer plus fifteen. Jimmy Garoppolo mm. plus twenty. The Weekend plus twenty. Tom Brady plus twenty. Aaron Rodgers plus thirty. Bradley Cooper plus thirty. Drake plus thirty. Jack Dorsey plus thirty. And Matt Reif plus thirty. Uh, I was kind of didn't know the the last few there but those were our taylor swift odds travis kelsey really coming from out of nowhere love that good for that. good for travis kelsey and good for the nfl i think yeah uh, love that. i think the chiefs were just playing around frankly mm. it's like um there's like a cat playing with their dinner and they forgot to finish it before the timer went off and it got taken away from them that's how the chiefs lose games uh once they get back chris jones and travis kelsey uh it's gonna be back to everyone having a huge humongous problem yeah they, they're for a minute in the first half of that game on thursday thursday i expected chris jones to be signed by the second half um but they, they got it done before week two calvin ridley eight catches for 101 yards and a touchdown um good for him only gonna get better i think yeah it's he's going to be a problem. All right. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Both teams offenses in week one were <clears throat> sluggish to say the least. Cincinnati favored by three and a half as of as of the time of the recording. Do we have anything really to add? Baltimore dealing with a rash of injuries uh, to the offensive line and J.K. Dobbins. Oh, yeah, um, that, that could be a major problem. Yeah. So if you're giving Cincinnati the three um, the three point cushion uh, on the spread. Then what? They're favored by 0.5 yeah, over it's, it's the Ravens after after getting spanked yeah. by the Browns. Basically yeah, a the, pick them. The Ravens are that depleted. And obviously you mentioned the offense. This this I have a ton of questions about this that I want answered. That's I do what too. this game means to me. I, I do too. And we will recap this game at length ad nauseum. Uh, next week, I'm sure it's. I'm, I'm very interested. Uh, San Francisco at the Rams. We're, we're going to be answered our question on the Rams. Good, real fast coming up at 4:05 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, San Francisco what if, what favored. If, what if they are? What if they are? I mean, I'm. I'm favored by eight. Sorry, I cut you off. Uh, yeah, but what San if Francisco they are favored by a touchdown and a, and a two point conversion? If the Rams are good, it might be worth tuning in. Uh, in, in the late window of Sunday, listening to Scott Hansen's sultry dulcet tones. Um, if the Rams are not good, 
San Francisco score 1 million points because Brandon Ayuk is also having a transcendent beginning of the season. Yes, he is. Um, it's nice all. to have both of both Brandon Ayuk and Calvin Ridley on a single fantasy team. That team looks fucking unstoppable. All right, Ryan, time to take your medicine. This is the pronunciation game. Things our old roommate Evan Carmison cannot say, we assume. Los Angeles yeah. Chargers edition roster as of 9-12-23. Uh, the first gentleman you should be familiar with, he played on USC's um, Alex Grinch coach defense and he, he was, was a revelation in yeah. spite of alex grinch mostly in spite of alex Grinch, interior yeah. defensive lineman slash edge rusher from usc what is his name uh tuli tui pelotu uh is an undersized interior defensive lineman yep, got and him. delightful edge rusher got him yeah got him okay next cornerback ball state and i know nothing about this man me neither. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Amechi John Ozadima is going to be my guess. The third. The third, yes. Amechi John U emphasis. U Zendenma. Zendenma, excuse me. So Amechi John Uzadenma. I kept thinking, and I saw it one huh. place where the pronunciation was Uzadenma, which is generally how I would have would have assumed that be pronounced, but the NFL had it as Uzadenma. Okay, all right, I'll I'll believe the NFL. So there's that. Uh, Next, not for CTE stuff. A linebacker, yeah, right. A linebacker out of Washington State. What is this gentleman's name? Mm, Those Wazoo Cougars. They produced Dion Henley. Uh, linebacker. Sorry, bud. It's oh. Dayon Henley. Dayon. Dylan, 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 Dylan. No, no. The best rapper alive, but not the best linebacker right. alive. Suck Ooh, on this one. True. John Christian, Kaimil, Mekalakova, Fairburn. So, uh, being as it that you were also the judge, what, what do you say? I think I nailed it. Yeah. Don't care. Congratulations. That's winning the McCorkle Award. Finally. Well, I think you won one before, but I will say finally, Ryan Brashler brings it home. Um, I'll send one to you or I won't. Um, that's how we do things here. Suspense last week's winner, Nate pull vote, Ryan, take us home. We've been going for far too long. It has been a long night. Thanks for listening to the shower football podcast. Please subscribe to our responsibly sourced program on any platform and fantasy football by Rasball, where our humble podcast can now also be found. Uh, subscribe to the Rasball fantasy YouTube channel for video versions of our fine program. Follow Rasball on the artist formerly known as Twitter as well at Rasball and at Rasball NFL. Colts also writing fantasy articles, so check those out along with links to our program at football.rasball.com. Lastly, follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore podcast. That's at SWF underscore podcast. Uh, our beloved Texas Longhorns are back and they're hosting, I believe, Wyoming this year. Uh, let's go three and a longhorns. Texas is back. <laughs> All right, Ryan, time to take your medicine. This is the pronunciation game. Things our old roommate Evan Carmison cannot say, we assume. Los Angeles yeah. Chargers edition roster as of 9 12 23. The first gentleman you should be familiar with, he played on USC's Alex Grinch coach defense, and he, he was, was a revelation in yeah. spite of Alex Grinch. Grinch Interior yeah. defensive lineman slash edge rusher from USC. What is his name? Tuli Tui Pelotu uh, is an undersized interior defensive lineman and a delightful edge rusher. Got him. Yeah. Okay. Next, cornerback, Ball State. And I know nothing about this man.
Me neither. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Amechi John Ozadima is going to be my guess. The third. The third, yes. Amechi John Emphasis Uzadenma. So Amechi John Uzadenma. I kept thinking, and I saw it one huh. place where the pronunciation was Uzadenma, which is generally how I would have assumed that be pronounced. But the NFL had it as Uzadenma. All right. I'll believe the NFL. So there's that. Uh, Just for next. This, Not for CTE a, stuff. A linebacker out of Washington State. What is this gentleman's name? Mm, those Wazoo Cougars. They produced Dion Henley. Sorry, bud. It's oh. Dayon Henley. Dayon. Dylon, 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 Dylon. No, no. The best rapper alive, but not the best linebacker right. alive. Suck Ooh, on this yeah, one. That's true. John Christian, Kaimil, Mekalakova, Fairbairn. Being as it that you were also the judge, what do you say? I think I nailed it, yeah. Don't care. Congratulations. That's winning the McCorkle Award. Finally. Well, I think you won one before, but I will say finally. Ryan Brashler brings it home. Last week's that's winner, right. Nate Pullvote. Ryan, take us home. We've been going for far too long. It has been a long night. Thanks for listening to the Shall We Football Podcast. Please subscribe to our responsibly sourced program on any platform and Fantasy Football by Rasball, where our humble podcast can now also be found. Uh, subscribe to the Rasball Fantasy YouTube channel for video versions of our fine program. Follow Rasball on the artist, formerly known as Twitter as well, at Rasball and at Rasball NFL. Colt's also writing fantasy articles, so check those out, along with links to our program at football.rasball.com. Lastly, follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore podcast. That's at SWF underscore podcast. Uh, our beloved Texas Longhorns are back and they're hosting Wyoming. Shall we football? Flyer than a foosball, going harder than the balls. Inside a pool hall, AJ Cole, Ryan on some fantasy business. Living in that dream like they own their own team, man. They tell you how to win, but probably gonna lose if you get last place in the draft, cause you snooze. It's really all luck. If your QB gets hurt, then you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. Now you own your buddy's money, plus your girlfriend hates you cause you can't see her on Sundays. Long days, long nights, figuring out your team. Still the next day, you're listening to these idiots.